This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, on the Awesome Morning Show, we speak with a lot of community-based organisations that are doing great stuff at grassroots level. Time this morning to talk about Kavisham Community Group. And Rolly Scott joins me on the line now. Morena, good to have you with us, Rolly. Thanks for being on the Awesome Morning Show. Morena, nice to be here. Rolly, uh, how long does your engagement with the Kavisham Community Group go back? Well, probably to fairly near the beginning. I, I, I'm afraid that uh, it's lost in the mist of times. I would think it's something like eight eight years we've been going, and we've sort of been part of it right from the beginning because we've lived in the area for 38 years, so we kind of feel we belong, although some people might say we're newbies. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Roly, what motivated you to get involved? Well, I think because I was a minister at Caption Baptist for 35 years, we were very rooted in the community. Uh, the schools and, uh, well, the school now as it is. And um, I think we've just always had a focus on the community. We've tried to build relationships with people and strengthen those. And I saw the community group being a way we could continue to do that into our retirement. Roly, every community uh, in our city has its own personality. How would you describe Cavisham? Wow, that's a tough one. I think I noticed here that uh, people commenting on this when we had a community group assessment uh, last year, the friendliness of people in the community is one thing, the way people care for each other, and I think the way we try to keep people uh, safe. And some of the things we do are attempting to engage those who might not have connections in the community or who might be on their own. So some of the things are directed towards that. When you look back, say, at the past couple of years, and I know the past couple of years have been an exception, but I suppose they have also helped us to focus very much on community and the value of that connectedness. How has the community group been engaged over the last couple of years? Well, we've done a whole lot of things. Um, I, I mean, for, for a while, we have developed what was, was called the Station Reserve, and now there's a children's playground, there's a barbecue area, there are fruit trees and an area to play. That's one thing. Uh, we made sure that the Kew uh, Reserve was developed too. Um, we've run bus trips for senior citizens and held community lunches. Um, we've set up a Cavisham Pantry, and then we've, uh, we have teddy bears picnics. That's just wonderful. And one of the really neat things, and it's really thanks to Tony Culling, who's been a driver in the community, is, is Carisbrook School now has a cycle track and have cycles where kids can learn to, uh, to ride safely and well. And that's been, we do a lot of things with the school. Uh, and we're fortunate to have the school as the focus uh, in the community. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of ways in which we attempt to engage people in different areas. One of the highlights for me was um, when we had a, a walk around Cavisham and it was kind of you had to find places and there were prizes and things like that. And that a lot of people worked to make that work, to make that uh, happen. And it was a great experience. The uh, recent installation of the giant slide and other play equipment at the Cavisham Reserve, um, that was a, a big mission, wasn't it, over several years? It was, and I think we were, we were actually, the group was having uh, a fish and ship tea there the other night, socially distanced, of course, and um, 
it was just great to look around because there's so many people have contributed to that. We had uh, an exercise in planting uh, last year that involved a number of uh, community groups, including the university, uh, and that was a, a real exercise. I think, the, I think we're always trying to build relationships and work on things together. I think, I think, I think we're really looking to do th- about three things, to build community and hopefully be inclusive. That's one thing I really like. Um, to, re- to make sure there are enough recreational facilities in the area and also to look out for people on the edge, I think... Uh, uh, there are three of the things. And then, of course, plan events. We've, the school here is wonderful, and we had a wonderful Matariki uh, involvement with them, and we're looking forward to that this year. You mentioned looking out for people on the edge, and you know, again, here we are at a time when there is a lot of stress and strain on families um, coming out of you know COVID-related matters, whether it be through job loss or whether it be uh, through the, the the potential for a for isolation. Um, you know, what would you say about the value of the group at a time like this? Well, well, of course, it's been difficult in one sense because we haven't been able to have our bus trips or community lunches, which which really gave us a point of entry into a lot of lives. And we had these lunches and people told us something of their story and we generally had someone in the group tell a bit more. And so we've lost some things. And, um, yeah, so it's not all been perfect, but I think we're looking forward to uh, some restrictions being removed and getting back to the things we've done, you know. I think that it would be great if we could continue to build um, that sense. I mean, I've met some wonderful people through this uh, who have, because everyone has their story. And uh, so we're a wee bit frustrated at the moment, I have to say. Yeah, well, you probably wouldn't be alone in that role. No, no, not at all. And Um, we're very grateful to the DCC because over the year, and and also Presbyterian support, because they provided a, a staff person, a number of staff people over years, and the DCC, uh, we had a meeting not that long ago with uh, a person who's now been appointed to connect with groups like ours, because we're not the only group, but um, we are one of the groups who's trying to um, do something in our community. Yeah, There's you- always more to do, of course, as you... No. Well, indeed, you got to, you did get a little bit of money out of the DCC last year, didn't you? Uh, 30, yep, thirteen thousand. Yep. And we've used that to fund various things, and of course, put money into the uh, station reserve. And um, you know, it's just an ongoing thing. But the other thing that, that that's been a wee bit frustrating is that we our um, our meetings haven't. You know, we haven't been able to have meetings as open as we want it to be. Mm. But, I mean, this is where we are. We're not going to stay here, but this is where we are at the moment. What's your, yeah. what's your human resource looking like uh, in terms of the, the the people that you need, in terms of the, the core group with the Cavisham Community Group? Well, are you the core to... group is probably not as big as it was, but then at the uh, at the fish and ship night, there were several people coming came along who expressed uh, an interest in being involved. And I guess... One of the tasks is because it's a kind of informal group, it's not so easy to say, this is what we want you to do. Um, and but, but there are the people who use their own individual resources and get along and take initiatives. Like one of the initiatives last year was we had a, a film festival down at the school um, hall on Saturday nights. 
And while that wouldn't be one of our major successes, nevertheless it was another way to connect with people in the community. So I think we're always looking for people to join us and to make a contribution, and it's incredible how that works out, yeah. Well, tell us about that. If people are interested in finding out more about the Caversham Community Group uh, or they want to connect... Well, I think the best thing to do is to go to the Facebook site, Caversham 9012. We've played a bit on the Beverly Hills uh, 90210, but we have Caversham 9012, and there is a Facebook page that you can get onto and uh, communicate through that. Um, what else? Well, Sandy Jones and Shelley Linwood are two people who are the drivers, but of course I don't have their details. I'm not sure I'm free to give them over the phone. And Tony Culling, um, I could mention other people, but they're three people who have uh, put in the hard work over a number of years. Right, so look for them on Facebook. Um, yeah. Just finally, uh, Roly, uh, you know, difficult to be certain about things over the coming months. I know you have um, potentially the uh, official opening of the Caversham Reserve on February 27. What's How's that looking at the moment? Well, I don't know. You know, we're all, we're all wondering what's going to happen. I mean, everything, I was just reading this morning about the Otago Cavalcade being cancelled, and I, and I thought, you know, we just have to hold things a bit lighter than we used to. We, we, we're just not sure. So while we would like that to happen, I can't say to you today for certain that's going to happen, but we're working towards that. Oh, good on you. Hey, Rolly, it's been great to catch up. I hope we can have an opportunity to do this uh, again here on ORFM's All awesome Morning Show. Uh, okay. And uh, thanks to you and all the team that are doing great things out there in Caversham. Great to talk. Thanks very much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.